All right. So Jack Jones now entering a not guilty plea, being arraigned in court in East Boston on Tuesday, June 20th. His next hearing, as we mentioned earlier, August 18th. That's right before preseason game number two, which is scheduled on August 19th. Is that the Titans game or the Packers game? I believe it's the Packers game. That's the Packers game. Okay, so that's going to affect his ability to participate in the joint practices that week against the Packers and obviously play in that game. It's maybe I I, I would imagine so. This this, This affects his preseason. We don't even know if the Patriots, if he'll be on the roster by that time. So let's just imagine that he is taken out of the equation until further notice, Mike. Before we maybe mention cornerback as a possible top position of need now on the Patriots or top position of concern, before the Jack Jones incident, what would you have said was the biggest area of need or the top position to keep an eye on heading towards training camp? Prior to cornerback, I would say it was a mix of offensive line and wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Offensive line, and again, I, I forget where, but I feel like I've said this a million times. Or whether it was on Six Rings or whether it was on the radio with you or Dondero the weekend before. Well, welcome to the welcome to the wide yeah. world. Where did I say that again? That's how we right. do it, Odyssey Boston and, and Weei, my guy. Yeah. So the the offensive line situation last season felt like it was more so an issue of injury and depth and scheme than it was the actual players and that's in my opinion and I think that's in the Patriots opinion as well because the way they tackled it this offseason was add depth grab a new offensive line coach and basically run it back with everybody else you had last season alongside two veterans who can sort of play the swing which they you know it looks like they're running it back with with Trent Cole Strange Andrews Owenu and um some not Isaiah Wynn, but somebody else yeah. on, on the right side, whether it's whether it's Riley Reed for Calvin. Oh, Davis. Mike's first official burn of the Six Rings podcast and his time yeah. with WEI. As long as the right tackle's name is not Isaiah Wynn, it's an upgrade. Look, Isaiah Wynn seemed like a perfectly nice person. Right. He had a, a bit of a character turn, a borderline heel turn. Anytime yeah. you yell at Mike Reese and you get angry at the nicest man in Boston sports media, you lose a large portion of your fan base in the audience. I'm sorry that it worked out that way. I hope his career takes a turn for the positive. I hope he stays healthy in Miami. Of course, I hope the Patriots beat him like a rag doll and treat him like a turnstile when they face him. Should he be starting for the Dolphins this fall? We'll see how Keon White, Dietrich Wise, Matt Judon et al. And Josh Uche work out against Isaiah Wynn. Should he make the Dolphins roster? Right. But the right tackle position. Now, see, I've said the idea of just throwing like a consortium of veterans and discount swings and whatever. Uh, Riley Reef, Calvin yeah. Anderson, Connor McDermott, second year, uh, te- technically rookie, red shirt rookie, if you will, Andrew Stu- Stuber, Stuba, throwing those guys there. I've referred to it as the hobo rumble. It's a total bum fight. Like, yeah, one guy's gonna have to emerge. But while the Patriots seem content with the approach they took, I don't love it. Well, that's and, what I and, thought and they I were would, doing, was yeah, and I uh, thought they were content with it, and I was okay with it. Until I saw it in OTAs and minicamp. And then that and that, second now how do you feel practice, about it? Now how do you feel about I it? I don't feel great. And that's why it turns into my <laughs> not great, Bob. It turns into my position of need now because again, they were running eleven on elevens, not even with contact, and Mac Jones couldn't even get the ball off because Dietrich Wise and the likes were in his face. And again, it's it's non-padded practice. So it's basically just a touch and push and let's just like pretend here and let the quarterback throw. And they couldn't even do that. So Oh my God. A cluster, and I think it turns into a, a, a position of need now, and I don't really know where they turn, frankly. 
Yeah, I think I think what you're I think what you're saying is it rhymes with fuster cluck. I got you. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, I've had to I've I've fashioned that one out so that it's FM radio friendly while at the same time conveying exactly how dire the situation may be. Look, there you go. I would still say in light of uh, now the priorities heading into the draft, of course, and you could arrange the three cards in this little Monty game, the three shells on the table, if you will. Yep. Everyone agreed universally. The three positions of need were offensive tackle, wide receiver and cornerback. They addressed yep. cornerback directly when arguably the top, if not the second best cornerback in the draft, depending on how you felt about Devin Witherspoon in the form of Christian Gonzalez, incredibly fell to them at 17 with the Washington Commanders taking Emmanuel Forbes, who I thought the Pats might go after in the second round. Right. A slight frame, but his ball hawking moves. I thought, I thought the Patriots would have maybe gone after him later. Gonzo falls to them at 17. An incredible pick. If you've seen footage, by the way, of Jackson Smith and Jigba absolutely cooking Devin Witherspoon at Seahawks practices, A, don't judge Witherspoon yet. He's a rookie. But yeah, B, right. Jackson Smith and Jigba, he's going to be a ball player. That kid is yeah. going to be a handful on a Seahawks team that I'm comfortable saying I think can go back to the playoffs and have a hell of an offense this season. I still don't think if Jack Jones is out, though, Mike, back to the point in hand, right. if we look right now, as of late June 2023, what is the Patriots' greatest position of need? What area are you? What position are you most concerned about? It's still not cornerback for me. Yeah. I like Christian Gonzalez will have his rookie bumps and issues. That's fine. But we see talent galore in this kid, and he may turn out to have a decent, a very good, and awesome rookie season. We'll see. John Jones gives you a lot of versatility. Marcus Jones is an excellent young slot cornerback. It'd be better if he were the secondary one, and John Jones didn't have to flex outside. You do have the versatility with a guy like Jalen Mills, Miles Bryant. <clears throat> anyway. comment, re comment redacted. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So it's it's not it's not as deep as it was. Andy Hart called it a uh, house of cards. That was his line right. for last year on the offensive line. I feel like the offensive tackle position is the biggest area of concern. I'm fine with the wide receiver room right now. Fine-ish, if you will. Tackles a problem. Can Trent Brown stay healthy? Is he going to be motivated all year? Does he want money? Is he going to bring contract year Trent Brown to the table? Is it going to be motivated, uh, engage Trent Brown, or is it going to be what 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 is the what is the latest cryptic tweet from Trent Brown mean kind of season? Right. And then right, right. tackle, like we said, just a, a total whoever is going to be decent enough to start this Sunday, come on down. You're starting for the Patriots at tackle. Right. I like the interior of the line, Mike. I don't like the tackle spot at all. Yeah, I agree. And it's, it's going to, I think it'll still come down to, you know, how they scheme it up and how much better of an offensive line coach Adrian Clem is than not Patricia, who's also trying to call an offense after never doing so before. Um, but no, I, I, and it's, I think it also, you're right. It comes down to Trent Brown as well. How, how much can they rely on Trent on the left side so that they really only have to focus on the right side. And Don Descarnecki has said it last week on the Greg Hill show. If you can get, a motivated Trent Brown and get him on board, that's going to help them so much because mm -hmm. you can just forget about the left side. Trent, you've got that locked down every Sunday. Thank you. And we'll focus on the right side. If you can't get, if you can't get Trent on board, then you're worried about, you know, everything. And then again, it turns into the house of cards that we've talked about. So, yeah, but I agree on, uh -huh. on corner too. Um, I'm not as concerned. Obviously Jack Jones throws in a wrinkle, but it's more so like, it just feels like a contingency plan now when J 
Jalen Mills moves back to safety where he's more comfortable. Great. Perfect. You re-sign John Jones, who can be this sort of um, a flex corner, if you will, flex, flex corner, five tool player, whatever, you, mm-hmm. whatever kind of like he can play. Uh, sa- he's played safety. He's exactly. played inside. He's played outside and he's played all at at least a decent serviceable to uh, not elite, but very high professional level. Right. And so now now you sort of have to rely on him even more so instead of using him as like a gadget, not a gadget guy, but a fill in replacement. Right. You're going to have to you know play him more. And then you're going to have to rely on, obviously, uh, Marcus Jones and even Miles Bryant. So, like, it's just sort of the trickle down. That's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. But they still have talent there. And that's why I go to, again, offensive line as clearly the position, need. because wide receiver, too, uh-huh. they addressed it. They addressed it with Kasiki, who is a de facto wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And you might still have DeAndre Hopkins on the horizon. So I'm fine with that. I'm fine with corner. It turns into offensive line now. Yeah, I, for some reason, my confidence in DeAndre Hopkins coming to the Patriots to bolster their entire mm-hmm. offense overall and the wide receiver room, it was still reasonably high over the weekend. But now it's waning a bit. I don't yeah. think he's pl- I don't think he's playing the Patriots. I don't think he's using the Patriots as leverage. He's just doing as someone with an with a an elite or still near elite level of skills would and should do when they're a free agent. He's gauging his market. Right. Somebody somebody in a position of need close to training camp as training camp begins may say, "Whoa, hold on, this wide receiver room sucks." Or, yeah. "Hey, we do need to make another Super Bowl run. We do need an elite one or two wide receiver with veteran savvy and skills." to come to the party as well, or, oh, we were not expecting that season-ending injury by late July or early August. Hey, D-Hop, right, you know, here's the check, you fill in the amount. If the Patriots did that right (laughs) off the top, then they probably could have prevented him from getting to market, but I imagine it wasn't necessarily a blank check situation when he had any sort of conversation with Bill Belichick last week. So that's what, I'll add to that quickly with with D-Hop and the potential options. Albert Breer mentioned this this week. Basically that the Chiefs are in the process of uh, extending Chris Jones. And so if they do that, then that'll free up some cap space Uh, this season. And then in turn can free them up for Hopkins. So if that happens, Hopkins would rather go there. Similar money. Ah! Yeah. So I feel like that could be a part of Hopkins waiting game as well. Waiting for if they know behind the scenes, we're going to lock up Chris Jones, etc. You know. Uh, they lost Frank Clark. He went to Seattle. Right. No, he went to Denver. He went to. He stayed within division. Yep. He went to Denver. Um, but they had got nice contributions from Karloftis last year. Chris Jones is yeah. inarguably the most important player on their kind of underrated defense. They've drafted yeah. very well the last couple of years. Um, if they add DeAndre Hopkins, forget it. Just yeah. you know, f- fast forward immediately to Chiefs versus blank in the AFC Championship. And I think a lot of us are already thinking about that as well. I'm sitting here right now podcasting with you. There are there is maybe just a faint wisp, if you will, of white clouds on the horizon. I'm sitting under sunny, beautiful blue skies. And yet this is how I felt last week. Now, Mike, for some reason, I'm starting to get some of those like, but I know the storm is coming vibes. I like yeah. I know the, <laughs> yeah. it's only a matter of time. Like what happened? Clean slate. Good vibes. Everything was, was so good last week. James Robinson. He's not. Help- that's it started there. And this is where yeah. we'll get to our quick running back discussion before our Gronk story and a wrap out here on six rings. But it starts James Robinson. He's not healthy enough to be the two and the one two punch in the running back room and be Ramondre light. He is released. I don't know if he's going to sign anywhere else. He still hasn't recovered from the injuries from 2021, which is what led the Jets to not tender him after they traded a sixth round pick, I believe, for him in 2022. Yep. Then we get now we get the Jack Jones saga. The tackle position doesn't look good. 
D hop visits town. Doesn't leave with a deal. Eh, not a great week. The Patriots definitely did not win last week at all. And I'm not feeling as good as I did 10 days prior. Now to the running back room real quick. I whipped this up for .com on Monday. If the Patriots right now, they're currently set with Ramondre. The, the offense should run through him entirely, but he's your de facto starter. He is the number one, uh, a star on the making, one of the top 10 running backs possibly this year in the NFL. Then you've got Ty Montgomery behind him, who by all accounts looks great. We heard here on this very podcast, Ivan Fears saying he should be the third down back. He's looking good, really good. And Andy Hart says Quadzilla, uh, New England Patriots edition, Kevin Harris, looks like he could be a big back. And you and I are both hoping for some home run power um, and some nice contributions from Pierre Strong. Do you think the Patriots will add to the running back room? And could they dip into the pool of veteran backs that I put into my list on .com on Monday? Yeah. Uh, Dalvin Cook, stud starter, probably too expensive for them. Uh, Definitely too expensive. <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott likely to go back to the Cowboys, but only at Jerry Jones's right price. Maybe he's mad. Sports Illustrated and CBS Sports have speculated. Wouldn't he make sense for the Patriots? One year, $5 million on a prove-it deal. Try to shove it back in Jerry's face in a Patriots uniform when the Pats go to Arlington week four. That would be fun. My guy is, and this one I would love. He came last year for a free agent visit. Brady said, what the F are you doing going up there after they won a Super Bowl together? Lombardi Lenny, if he can get in shape yeah. and make, you know, one year, two and a half million dollars, you know, he still has nightmares about losing that AFC championship in 2018 to the Patriots as a member of the Jags. Come on in. Nice compliment of pass catching between the tackles. If he still has any outside speed left, I think as a camp challenger and possible veteran presence in that running back room to add to Billy O'Brien's toolbox, if he's in shape and has the heart for it, I think that would be a great addition. Yeah, that's the one on your list that I thought was interesting. Uh, I, again, gr- great article, great list. I didn't mean to, you know, backhand a compliment yeah. it there. Hey, by the was- way, the rest of that was complete garbage, and <laughs> yeah, I drove right. it up to the landfill in town. But otherwise, nice work, Fitz. <laughs> yeah, but Lenny's pretty You've good. You've been hanging now. around Andy Hart too long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, but no, no, uh, again, the, the one that, again, because of the, the visits that you talked about, I think he visited <laughs> twice now on uh, on free agent visits up here. So. Um, there's obviously a little, there's a mutual respect and admiration, there. right? Yeah. Um, so I think that would make a lot of sense. Dalvin Cook, just too expensive. Yeah, too much. A guy who was looking for the money that wants to cash in one last time because running backs, uh, frankly, can't even really cash in once often. Uh, so I don't think Cook's an, a realistic possibility. Zeke, maybe. Um, but Lenny's the one I would look to. But no, I think like you, like you mentioned that we both kind of have this um, affinity and feeling that Pierre Strong might come in and play play a quality role, not only as a potential pass catcher, third down back, but a guy who, when he was at San Diego State, or uh, North Dakota State, State, I believe, yeah, um, was a very good downhill runner. I think he, I think he, he led had the eight, he had eight, yards. he yeah. had eight, he had eight touchdown runs of 50 yards or longer. Like this kid right. has absurd speed. We saw it once last season. We saw yeah. him explode on a run around the left side for about 45 yards, just one time, like he was most known last year for the gaffe he made on special teams in Minnesota when he ran into the kicker, gave Minnesota the ball yeah, back and right. they scored the ultimate game winning touchdown, but the kids got speed. I, I just, so wonder, I think they're just going to run it with those four. I he's think the wild I card. Think I think he's add. the wild card, Mike. Yeah. If you they, think like they run they, it with those four, I, I, I think they do. I think they'll probably just like what they saw with strong enough to run it back with those four. Um, 
especially again, if they want to try and bring Hopkins in, they're just not going to have money to bring in anybody else. Mm-hmm. If they don't add Hopkins, then maybe they do add a camp, like you said, a camp challenger, like, like Lenny, but no, I think ultimately they're just going to run it back with those four. They think Montgomery's healthy. Belichick said it last week. He's as healthy. He's very healthy is what he said. Um, and then Kevin Harris looked pretty good and Pierre Strong too. So yeah, I think they're just going to run it back with those guys. Yeah. And if you go beyond the veterans of like the Kareem Hunts and the Dalvin Cooks and whatever else, Zeke Elliott, then yeah. you get into a list of like Kenyon Drake, old pal Rex Burkhead, who's 32 years old, JD yeah. McKissick. Like it's just a bunch of like, well, there's that guy. I mean, listen, yeah, I right. love Rex Burkhead, but he's long since passed his prime. And I don't Burkhead's know if interesting to... because would he come all the way back to Pat's Nation, all the way up to New England now that he resettled back in Texas? It's a good, it, maybe not. But again, if, if I mean, if they're going to give him a paycheck, then why not, right? Um, love that. Guy. Someone though, God. like Ramondre Stevenson, was battered by the end of last season. He took too many hits. He was hurt. Like he just he took on a lot last season when Damian Harris was hurt. I don't think they want to do that with him again. So if they don't no. think Pierre Strong can take some of the load off, if they don't think Kevin Harris can take some of the load off, then maybe they do bring in a, a Rex Burkhead to just say, hey, give us 10 carries a game. Give us five carries a game. Give us something that can take something off of Ramondre. That that right. one's interesting, again, because he's been here. Yeah, it really could It really could come down to Ty Montgomery, P- Pierre Strong, and Ty Montgomery. I think you kind of know what you're going to get with Kevin Harris. Like, he's pretty much yeah. a straight-ahead power back. But – as far as, you know, as far as what you get from guys like Pierre Strong and Ty Montgomery, Pierre Strong, the younger version maybe of what a Ty Montgomery might be now, Montgomery will take it between the tackles. He's great yeah. in open space with the ball in his hands, very soft hands, good dependable third down back. We could potentially see if he's healthy enough, the first legitimate third down back since James White was on yeah. the 2021 roster and had his season and ultimately career cut short in the third game against new orleans what do you say pats fans do you like the running back room as is do you have a veteran favorite you would like to see the patriots add or who is the one right now on the roster you think will complement the room and Ramondre stevenson best give us a holler at six rings pod at fitzy gfy and at mike cadillac